The following recording is a presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Rohnert Park, California, and of Pastor Val Mark Smith. We are an independent Baptist congregation committed to the accurate presentation of the historical doctrines of the faith. We welcome your visit to our services anytime here in the Rohnert Park area. Let's take your Bibles this morning and um, let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. And let's look at verse number 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, beginning at verse 9. Know ye not that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Be not deceived, neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor abusers of themselves with mankind nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor extortioners shall inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. Now, we we pause there for a moment. Uh, Paul just listed off a a whole variety of of lifestyles that uh, permeate our nation today, and he said that those people are not going to be in the kingdom of God. So... As much as that is an unpopular message in our day and time, it's the facts. And we need to understand that. But then he's, he reminds us that we were, we were that way. Such were some of you, he said. Um, but he, let's continue. But ye are washed, but ye are sanctified, but ye are justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and by the Spirit of our God. All things are lawful unto me. But all things are not expedient. All things are lawful for me, but I will not be brought under the power of any. Now, let me just, let me clarify here a little bit. Paul is not saying that, that it's okay for him to sin. That's not what he's saying when he says all things are, are lawful unto me. He's not saying I, I, I can go rob a bank and, and, and that's lawful for me. I can go... I can go commit sin, or, and that's lawful for me. That's not what he's saying. He's saying that many of the things that are questionable out there um, are, are not necessarily wrong to do, but they're not expedient to do. They're not the best things to do. Okay? Uh, he can go on. He says, I will not be brought under the power of any. Uh, meats for the belly and belly for the meats, but God shall destroy both it and them. Now the body is not for fornication, but for the Lord, and the Lord for the body. And God hath both raised up both the Lord and will also raise up us by his own power. Know ye not that your bodies are the members of Christ? Shall I then take the members of Christ and make them the members of an harlot? God forbid. What? Know ye not that he which is joined to an harlot is one body? For two, saith he, shall be one flesh. And so, uh, now he's talking here, of course, about fornication in the flesh. But when we join ourselves to the world, we make ourselves members with the world. And we make ourselves at enmity with Christ. Let's read on. But he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. Flee fornication. Every sin that a man doeth is without the body, but he that committeth fornication sinneth against his own body. Verse 19, what? Know ye not 
that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost, which is in you, which ye have of God, and ye are not your own. For ye are bought with a price. Therefore glorify God in your body and in your spirit, which are God's. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word and its, its power and its, its truth. Help us today to understand the things you want us to know. And, and Father, give us the strength to live the life that you've called us to live. Thank you for these things. Thank you for all who are here today. Bless our time, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We are not to be isolated, but insulated, said Vance Havner, moving in the midst of evil, but untouched by it. Last time we met, I began a lesson on our call unto separation, our call to come out from among them and be separate. Uh, in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17, we read, Wherefore, come out from among them and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. Now certainly this implies that we are to separate from the world. We are admonished to avoid being yoked together to the world and its children. In 2 Corinthians 6.14, Be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what fellowship hath righteousness with unrighteousness, and what communion hath light with darkness? And this yoking together implies in marriage. It implies in business ventures. It implies in socializing. We're not to be we're not to be yoked together with unbelievers. We are to, we are to, to marry. We are to uh, have partnerships in business and, and industry. We are to socialize with those within the household of God. And, and that, is a, that is an important lesson. And one that I, that I think we really need to come away with. But... I fear that in our nation today, and in our fundamental Baptist circles, all of the emphasis is placed there. Um, I remember telling someone many years ago, you cannot mandate righteousness. Does everybody understand what I mean by that? You can't pass a law for righteousness. And certainly, as teachers and preachers, we admonish you to live righteously. We, 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 we show you in God's word where we are commanded by God to be holy, to be righteous. But I and the pastor cannot make you be holy or righteous. And for the last 25 years or so, Within the fundamental Baptist circles, there's been a push, a real hard push, to mandate righteousness. So you have a bunch of cookie-cutter Christians. You go, to, you go to the average Christian school across America, a Baptist school, and they all look alike, right? You know what I'm talking about, don't you? Their hair is all cut the same way. Their shirts are all buttoned the same way. 
They chew their gum the same way. Huh? Now, right now you're looking at me like, what are you talking about? And if you're ignorant of those things, praise God. But some of us aren't ignorant of these things. You can't mandate righteousness. The only thing we can do is be an example. Um, now, parents, you can tell your children what to do. You can make them clean their room. You can make them brush their teeth. You can do those things. But I'm going to tell you right now, if you've got small children, you can't, you can't make them be righteous. And if that's the direction you're trying to take raising your children, and, and by the way, not just little kids, teenagers are the hardest ones to raise. And I know, I, was, I worked in teen ministries for over 20 years. And you can't make them holy. I've seen too many parents who want to do what they want to do, and they have the don't do as I do, do as I say philosophy. That doesn't work. How many of you realize that doesn't work? If you expect your children to read their Bible, they better see you reading your Bible. If you expect your children to pray unto the Lord, they better see you praying unto the Lord. If you expect your children to be in church on Sunday, they better see you in church on Sunday. You, you, the only thing you can do is be an example. So, the concept of separation that God is referring to in Scripture here is not only intended to be a physical separation. It's not just simply removing your body from here to here. Because I know, I know a lot of quote-unquote Christians who dress the way that the mainstream Christianity thinks you ought to dress. They, they attend services as mainstream Christianity would say you should attend services. They do all the things that, that would be acceptable for a believer to do. But within themselves is where we're focusing. I'm talking today about a, 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 a psychological separation. For instance, uh, as I said, I've known people who are physically separated from the world, yet they embrace the philosophies and practices of the world. So, while they may avoid contact with the world, they are daily engaged in the world's behaviors, and as such are indistinguishable from the world. So, given this, I, I want to address the issue of being psychologically or spiritually separated from the world. Paul admonished Timothy to be an example among the believers. In doing so, he would distinguish himself as separate from sin and separate from worldliness. It is these admonitions that I address today. Last time I shared a few of these with you and ran out of time, so today I'll review quickly and then we'll finish the list. I said last week, number one, be an example in word. Now, by this, uh, I consider two implications. First, word being the Holy Scripture. And, um, and Paul reminded Timothy, all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. You might be, you might be afraid. You might be terrified in your heart and in your mind. And, and, and your flesh might be pounding on you saying, what are you doing? You're crazy. We're going we're gonna to go bankrupt. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna suffer. We're going to have problems. 
but you live your life in faith, you walk in faith, and, and you, 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 you put forth the, the appearance of a man who has his faith in God. Because if we begin to live our life in doubt, remember the thing about attitudes, then other people around us are going to begin to doubt. Your children are going to begin to doubt the Lord. If they see you, if they hear you and see you living your life in such a way that you are exhibiting doubt in God, they're going to grow up to learn to doubt God. We must be an example, and, and, and we should not doubt. Number two, do not waver. Do not waver. Hebrews 10.23, let us hold fast the profession of our faith without wavering, for he is faithful that hath promised. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, unmovable, Always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Do not waver. Now the Bible tells us that, that the Lord does not, does not change his mind. Right? The Lord doesn't, doesn't, doesn't change his, his opinion on things. He he, he's perfect in all his ways, and therefore God's will is, is established and never changes. And this comes back to making good decisions. I've had, I had a man many years ago, some of you know him, most of you don't. But he, he always used to tell me, God has called me into the Christian school ministry. I said, are you sure about that? Yes. I'm called of God in the Christian school ministry. I said, you know, I've seen a lot, of, a lot of scripture about callings of God, but I never saw one where you called into the Christian school ministry. I said, are you sure, you, you sure about this? Well, some years later, not many, by the way, some years later, he quit. And I asked him, I said, what happened to that call? God doesn't repent of his calls to us. What happened to that call? See, that goes back to the decisions we make. We make decisions and we try to blame those decisions on God. When it wasn't God's will at all. Now, is God in favor of the Christian school movement? I'd say yes. I'd say God, is, God approves of, of Christian schools where he is glorified and where he is taught and where he is honored. But is that a priority to the Lord? No. See, we try, we try to take our preferences and make them God's priorities. And when we do so, we make bad decisions. And we pay consequences. And we waver. Now, I could sit here and tell you what happened to the, that, that family. But there will be no profit in that, so I won't, I won't take the time to do it. Let us just be an example in our faith by not, not wavering. Listen, before, before you make a decision to, to, to do something by faith, pray about it. Seek the will of God. Counsel your pastor. Counsel men of wisdom in, in the church. And, 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 and then make a, a sound decision based on facts and faith. And then don't waver. There's an old saying, never undo in doubt what you began to do by faith. So don't waver. 
And then next, do not fear. (laughs) Be an example in your faith. Do not doubt. Do not waver. Do not fear. Joshua chapter 1, verses 5 and 6, we read, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee nor forsake thee. Be strong and of a good courage, for unto this people shalt thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. Do not fear. If you have... If you have sought the face of God, if you have, if you have counseled, if you have prayed, if you have, if you have followed the word of God, if you have made a decision, a, a, a sound decision based on faith, then do not doubt, do not waver, and do not fear. Though all things around you may be crumbling, though, though problems may be mounting, fear not. For you are in the will of God. And in his will, we can be confident. Now, wait a minute. I didn't say you won't die. See, the prosperity preachers want you to believe that, oh, God's never going to cause you any trouble. You're going to walk pathways filled with roses and, 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 and singing birds and cool breezes and and you plant your seed money and it'll grow back like a forest. And Hey, listen, you know. Read Fox's Book of Martyrs. Hmm? Talk to some of the missionaries around this world who are, who are in third world countries with communists and, and Islamics and the suffering they go through. And Listen. The will of God doesn't, doesn't always lead us down a primrose path. Sometimes, sometimes, like in Daniel's case, it leads us to the lion's den. Or as the three Hebrew children, it leads us into the fiery furnace. But do not fear. Do not fear. And then, number six, and lastly, be an example of purity. Psalm 101, verses 2 and 3. I will behave myself wisely in a perfect way. Oh, when wilt thou come unto me? I will walk within my house with a perfect heart. I will set no wicked thing before mine eyes. I hate the work of them that turn aside. It shall not cleave to me. Sin always has been and always will be a matter of choice. Eve chose to sin. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and the tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat. Eve chose to sin. And guess what? When you and I sin, so do we. We choose to sin. James tells us, but every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. And just as we choose to sin... We must choose to resist. We can resist. We can, we can forsake evil because we've been empowered to do so. Now, <laughs> before we were saved and in, in, in our flesh, we had no choice but to sin. But now understand, God has, we are a new creation. Dwelling within us is the spirit of God and we can resist sin. We can choose not to sin. We can say no.
1 Corinthians chapter 10, we're reminded, There hath no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man. But God is faithful, who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you're able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape, that you may be able to bear it. And, and, and God has, when we were saved and when we became this new creature, we no longer are, are uh, subject to sin. God has given us the power to overcome sin. He's given us a way to escape the temptation. And we must exercise our faith. We must exercise the power of the Holy Spirit in our lives and just say no. Just remember, Christ overcame temptation so that we, too, could overcome temptation. And Jesus did it by the word of God. And you and I will overcome evil and overcome temptation the same way. By the word of God. So folks, we're to be an example. We're not just to physically separate from sin, from the world, but we are also to psychologically or spiritually separate from the world and be examples in these and many other ways. All right, folks, that's all the time we have. Thank you for being here this morning. You are dismissed. Thank you for listening to this presentation of the Berean Baptist Church of Ronan Park, California. If you would like further information about our church, please feel free to call us at area code 707-584-7275 or write to us at Berean Baptist Church, 6298 Country Club Drive, Ronan Park, California, 94928. Additionally, you may visit us on the World Wide Web at www.bebaptist.org.